Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time, the I-League edition. And uh, we have a special one for you today because we are nearing the end of the season. It's going into the last day. And uh, as always, we have Orko Bhattacharya joining us from Delhi. Orko, how are you? I'm good, Sanjeev. I'm stoked for the final day finish again. Yes, fourth time in five years. We'll talk about that. And we also have a special guest, one of our old friends and who used to be quite frequent on, the, on our podcast. Uh, Vishnu, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Sanjeev. It's been a long time, dude. Uh, it's been a long time, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, but now let's start immediately. Um, Chennai and East Bengal, they are heading into the last day of the I-League with both having a chance to win the title. Like we said, four out of five years. So, uh, Vishnu, you've watched Chennai since yeah. their days in the local leagues. Yeah. What, what can you tell us about the growth that this club has had, especially now they had to move to Coimbatore and all those kind of stuff that happened. Yeah, I think uh, what's most uh, heartwarming about the run this year is that they've had to <coughs> go through such a lot over, uh, you know, uh, uh, their uh, the couple of seasons that they had in the I League. Uh, even when they played in Chennai, they were uh, they had to uh, go through a lot uh, while dealing with the SDAT in terms of the stadium. They were being charged like they were an ISL club. Uh, so it was only uh, inevitable that they had to get out of the city because there, there was really not a stadium they could they could play in uh, Chennai anymore. But as a club, they are doing a, a lot of things uh, off the field. Uh, plans that other clubs in India, you know, normally don't look at. They're promoting. They've got a very specific focus. They're promoting youth from there within their catchment area, which is not, uh, you know, uh, something that a lot of clubs do. Some of them just flash the money and go for the best player. And that they have uh, gone this far with a bunch of local players who were mostly playing the uh, CFA League last year. is proves that there is a lot of talent in India if you know where to look for it. Yes, absolutely. And Orko, uh, coming to you about the same, what you you mentioned right before the start of the season that uh, Chennai City, Chennai City FC was going to be a contender. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, Akbar Nawaz and what he's done with the kids and uh, to get the, you know, to get them to do what they're doing now? I think uh, Chennai City, from the time they got into the league, they've uh, they've had multiple managers. You know, they uh, they first uh, hired the Santosh uh, Trophy coach of Tamil Nadu, and uh, you know they, they they experimented with a couple of other uh, coaches. But Akbar uh, what he's done is he's made them very uh, you know tactically flexible. What he's, he's done here is that he, 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 you know, he's made them, you know, willing to, you know, adapt in, in different systems, essentially, while playing. And, uh, you know, that has shown. Of course, it helps that he has, like, four Spaniards, you know, to, to think around with, you know. He, if he, can, he has any gaps in the formation, just put a Spaniard there. But uh, at the end of the day, what we are seeing from, from, from Chennai is that, uh, you know, there, there's a concerted effort there to play a certain style. Like, it's not all random. Like most I-League sides or ISL sides, for that matter. And uh, I think uh, there's also an added element of fitness to them. I mean, uh, they've won their soft off. I mean, 
if the uh, if, if the figures what everyone's quoting is right and uh, they they been one of the most fittest sides in the league this year so yeah i don't know about tactical flexibility plus fitness plus a bit of you know his own acumen into the you know fold this year Yes. Uh, now, Vishnu, coming to you again on Chennai City again. Um, yeah. This team, like you said, is a team that is given chance to the youngsters, uh, like you, Srinivas Pandian, for example, or Sushant Rajan and the Gumar, whoever it may be. So, uh, how is this team perceived in uh, in Chennai or in Tamil Nadu, for that matter? Because there is always more love towards a team who always brings one of their own through the ranks. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, there is um, um, uh, a lot more uh, local connect uh, for Chennai City, and uh, it, it's always like that. Like, for example, if you look at the ISL game between uh, Chennai and uh, Jamshedpur, the last league game that was played here, loudest cheers were for Sushant Raj when he touched the ball, not for a Chennai Chennai player. So it, it's always the local guys who will bring in the crowds and bring in the. uh who get the loudest support uh, on the pitch so uh, yes university have been able to do that and a lot of their guys are uh, uh, come from uh, like uh, the poorer areas of chennai where uh, people uh, the whole uh, community they turn up to watch these guys play so they been able to create a fan base like that people who just turn up to watch their friends and family play so i think i think that's been a great thing um, and they've been doing this for years uh, they just uh, last year i remember when uh, we were the, there at the uh, cfa league after that was there every day i think uh, he has seen, he saw more cfa league matches than any reporter covering it last year which is i think uh, that's how you should prepare for an i league season and uh, speaking of akbar i think um, uh credit should also go to somebody who's no longer with chennai city his uh, he started out with an assistant uh, uh, spanish uh, guy named uh, jordi via was an ex barcelona guy uh, he was an ex barcelona scout who was um, um, a scout in charge of scouting the canary islands and all he was the guy who first stumbled upon uh, mauro icardi who's now capital center so he found all these uh, spanish players who done so well for chennai so uh, uh and he he's he's gone now uh, he is working in mls right now uh, so i think a lot of credit has to go to him as well because without him all these amazing uh, spanish players that have done so well for chennai city would not have been there uh, you also know the owner of the club don't you yeah so what was the kind of vision that he's had because you i when we were speaking a couple of days ago you said about a passing conversation about playing in the i league instead of the cfa yeah i don't know that was a long time ago when uh, uh, i think i remember going up to rohit uh, one day and asking him why can't you still the team in the uh, uh, i league second division because at that time we did not have anyone from uh, uh, the city playing in the uh, top flight or the uh, second division for that matter and uh, he i remember in saying yeah, we were planning for it this was right after he had uh, bought the club uh, chennai city actually used to be called netaji uh, city very old club it was founded in 1940s uh, and uh, uh, i think uh, rohit uh, bought it uh, uh, i think 5 uh, years ago maybe 
and changed the name to Chennai City. So this was right after he had bought the club. So he's, he's always uh, been somebody who has uh, had a plan. He's a, he's a very avid football fan. Again, like uh, uh, Akbar uh, uh, did last year, he, he turns up to watch every single PSA uh, league match. So uh, he's very passionate. He's always had a plan. And uh, uh, you can just look at the basal arrangement they've uh, come up with this year to know that he has a plan going forward as well. So I hope, uh, you know, uh, people uh, who plan ahead in Indian football, they are a rare commodity. And I hope uh, he gets to reap the benefits of that. Yes, now moving on to the, from the main contenders to the challengers now, because we always think Chennai has to lose for East Bengal to win. So coming to you, Orgo, East Bengal, Quest, first year with Quest, uh, how do you think they're fed? I mean, they are in the title race, but generally, how do you think they are fed? Well, their uh, quest for the I League title, if I may use fun, <laughs> yeah, uh, has gone uh, pretty well. I think. I mean, you could be sitting here and saying, you know, they they should be doing better. They should be stepping uh, tenacity to a title, considering they have a higher budget. But uh, you have to look at the fact that this is a grossly mismanaged club today for you know, for decades. Right, uh, so this is a club which hasn't won the league title for 15 years and has mounted several challenges. They have come second. Uh, I remember the year that, you know, uh, Aizal won. I think it was uh, East Bengal which came second. It was Mohan Bagan for the matter, sorry. And, uh, and you can East Bengal's history. They've had, uh, I think, uh, 14 coaches in 14 years. And Ilko um, Shatori, uh, coincidentally, you know, uh, playing against Bengaluru in the ISL semi-final today, he was one of the earliest, earliest coaches uh, that I'm talking about in 2003. So it's it's always been really difficult, you know, for for East Bengal to maintain continuity in its ranks to keep the same players. Do not, you know, be trigger happy and, you know, fire and fire coaches and players. This year, they handed Alejandro Mendes a two-year extension uh, announced yesterday. And it's because they've been decently satisfied with the level of, you know, style of play they've seen. And if other results had gone, you know, a, you know, a couple of, you know, other results had gone their way, they, we, we might be, you know, we have, we might have crowned Eastern Gold the champions. <laughs> Their uh, drawback is also that because you know, uh, you know, Real Kashmir and Chennai uh, City got the better of them, and uh, they'll rule actually those those two matches. So, I mean, all in all, if I have to look at their you know title you know title challenges thing, I would say that uh, I, I would give them eight on ten, really. Yes, eight on ten. That's a that's a reasonably good mark. Now let's just yeah. uh, talk about the real Kashmir FC and Minerva, and I'll come to you both for this, uh, for your yeah. point of views. So uh, let's start with you, Orko. Um, AIFF has decided that uh, they can play the match in a neutral venue, wherever that may be. But I, I don't get it. Like, why would you play this match now? Uh, that will be after the season's over, actually. And the match actually really doesn't mean anything. What What do you think of AIF's decision to go back on their original decision? Uh, shambolic administration, Sandeep. I mean, that's all <laughs> I can say. The, see, 
I mean, you know, in, in, in legal parlance, when when you have a pre-existing judgment of a similar kind, then you you call it a precedent, right? For all our, you know, um, uh, listeners, I just want to tell them that there is a precedent in this case where you know, uh, France Park pulled out of a game uh, against Air India in uh, 2006, was it? And uh, you know, France back said, uh, reschedule the match, we can't play. And Air India appealed and got the three points. So, you know, in this case also, it, it ideally should have been the same because the president said that, you know, uh, the team which pulled out, uh, you know, will forfeit the three points. FIFA's rules say that, you know, the team which forfeit should, uh, should concede a 3-0 loss and three points. But uh, the air was unusually tried to keep, you know, everyone happy. He didn't take the tough decision. And uh, then, you know, Minerva found the clause. Minerva uh, obviously pounced from the air of the indecision. And now we are having a meaningless match after the end of the league and between the, you know, uh, and before the Super League, Super Cup. So, I mean, <laughs> is there any point to blame the match now? No. And uh, but they have still have to fulfill the fixture because I think Minerva um, still, you know, in the running for that uh, sixth spot. If they qualify for sixth spot or higher, they qualify directly to a Super Cup. So that's a, that's a concern. So I mean, all in all, I'd say that the AFF took the absolutely wrong wrong decision. I mean, they should have either postponed it before, you know, before Minerva uh, Punjab, you know, raised the song. Or they should have just, you know, given the three points to the Kashmir, which in my case they should have. Because if the, if the uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the match commissioner and the security agencies cleared the, the game back then, then I think the, 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 uh, the owner squarely lies on the for not uh, you know, turning up. Vishnu, what is your, uh, ex- what is your opinion on this? Yeah, I have a very similar opinion to what Arka uh, just said. That uh, uh, I think AFF has uh, made things worse by uh, you know dilly-dallying on a decision. They should have taken one path, and uh, 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 and they should have been consistent because. Uh, uh, they uh, refused to uh, postpone the Minerva match initially, and uh, they spent, uh, told Minerva you have to go and play in Kashmir. And then one week later, they shifted the match for uh, East Bengal, uh, and uh, the, the, that match was played in Delhi, giving uh, Minerva grounds to uh, say, why us? I mean, you shifted it for East Bengal, why not for us? So, um, knowing that all these factors would come into play, they, they could have just taken a very quick decision, even putting out a statement saying we'll... Uh, consider what this match is going to be at a later date, maybe uh, they could have uh, uh, diffused the situation a bit. Uh, so, I mean, by uh, what uh, Minerva did, I don't agree with that. I mean, you have a match, you can go play, uh, regardless of the situation. And uh, if uh, AFF are to be believed, uh, uh, the security condi- like uh, conditions of the ground were fine. Uh, but then again, it was it should have been their decision. It, uh, they should not have forced any of the clubs into taking that decision on their own. 
so i think i think uh, they've just shot themselves in the foot here they made a they made it a lose lose situation it was like regardless of what decision they took they'd always end up the losers because they've taken it so late in the day and uh, i think that that has what happened but it is difficult also for aff because <coughs> minerva immediately went on social media and started a whole campaign against all of this isn't it Yeah, they could have easily just postponed them, like, uh, played the match in Delhi with, uh, like, they did to the East Bengal match. Nobody, I, I didn't see anyone crying about that. And I don't, I don't think Jail Kashmir would have cried about this. So, I mean, uh, whatever they did, they had to do it fast. And they did not. They just, uh, come on, how long has it been since that legal problem happened? I mean, it's a good uh, 10 days and they took that long to make, uh, arrive at a decision on this. yeah and uh, let's uh, before we they have been consistent is what i about what i say like if they had to uh, either they could have just made uh, uh, rain kashmir go to sivaj uh, and then make east bengal go there as well or they could have shifted both matches out instead of you know uh, doing one thing for one club and uh, another thing for another club i understand that the situation was a bit different for both cases but uh, you know people on twitter they don't care about all this they'll just compare So, yeah. yeah yeah people on twitter okay now uh, moving on from that uh, all four of all three of us have uh, covered a lot of seasons of i league and this is four yeah. of the fifth that is going into the last week and uh, yeah. all historically also so coming to the two of you before i uh, and i think personally for vishnu this will be a much uh, a bigger deal which one was so i'm going to go ask you one after the other which was the biggest which one did you enjoy the most that had a photo finish so uh, let's yeah. start with you vishnu uh, yeah well uh, uh, i don't know yet because this has been edited yet so if if bengal end up winning the title i guess i'll enjoy it a lot less uh, but yes yeah, and end up winning the title i think it will be right up there uh, probably the best one i still have a uh soft corner for the ice hockey season because you know i was there i got to go there and see it happening and all that but uh yeah let's see if they celebrity end up winning this one just because you know uh i've been fortunate enough to follow their uh, progress from the very bottom uh, for that reason i guess uh, this will be the best one but yeah they have to win it or go what about you uh i know without a shadow of a doubt uh i think i i met kete uh, ahmar the the secretary of the mizoram football association recently and uh, we were just reminiscing about the good old days and he said we were uh, you know guitar playing uh, drunkards before 2012 before football <laughs> received the football received the reboot you know in, in the state children they were just uh, the mizoram are uh, exceptionally peaceful people and they are the one of the most friendliest people you are ever likely to meet so before the hunter he says they just used to sit on the hillside playing guitar listening to music and getting drunk right <laughs> and until he came along and it is remarkable really. because uh, football in the state again like i said you know it received a, a, a shock or received a disruption disruption in 2012 when uh, he decided to revise the npl you know and, and since then you know uh, In 2015, when they won the whole Santosh Trophy in Mizoram, uh, with the likes of Lal Dhanmaya Rajay, uh, Lal Dhanmaya Thara, um, all of these players, 
we thought you know this is a very good achievement but then the next year they delivered a league title in four years in that this four years and this achievement is, is unparalleled not only in indian football but even you know when you consider you know world football it 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 is kind of huge and when people compare it to leicester city leicester city has years of history behind it years of you know culture associated with it this is a place which which you know produced something from nothing in four years so i mean when you consider all of these factors when you take into account you know everything about ajor about the trials about the season so about sotia um, scoring that uh, 80 minute goal against mohan bagan you know essentially hand you know title initiative to ajor when you consider the last day uh, title decided against lajon where lajon hit the post ice Went on, right? When people even accuse Aizol and Lajong of trying to match fix, but that's sheer ignorance, by the way. But uh, you know, when you look at the way the season panned out, when you look at the fact that Aizol beat not the East Bengal Mohanbad, but the Bengaluru in their last I League season, when they defeated three giants, the fraction of a budget that those clubs had. it's remarkable i mean i still keep pinching myself but i i mean it's it's hard to believe even almost two years later on that they did it yeah, absolutely that is probably the most remarkable thing that i've seen but personally for me it was bagan winning the title because i was there at the last day and uh, while doing the preparation and the previews for all of those you talk to the players and the manager bangalore bangalore fc and bagan were so confident they're going to win and they it was a proper head to head and to win what in the last 5 minutes uh, of the league i think bangalore was leading and they equalized in the last 5 minutes to get that draw that they needed for bagan although it's bad for bangalore and i was covering here in bangalore but as far as a personal connection goes i think that was pretty amazing it was it was belo razak i think who right? i think it was yeah 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 and and the funny thing is i think uh, they played the first ever bfc match also against bagan i may be wrong but i think their first ever match was against bagan and uh, they did score an equalizer through a header as well in that game also yeah. from a corner so uh, yeah anyway beyond that uh, orko coming to you just before we end uh, this conversation about indian women's football there has been a lot of talk in all those going on so and you've written one article also and you've spoken about this before could you shed a little bit more light on that Uh, you know, I I I keep following women's football, and uh, the the peculiar thing about women's football is, unlike men's football, which has about ten uh, powerhouses, women's football has limited powerhouses. Like say, Manipur is one, and Odisha and Haryana. So in this case, uh, Manipur is the obvious powerhouse because they've won nineteen out of twenty-four national championships, and that's. That's domination on some other level. Then uh, you know what happened is they lost uh, one final very you know big, uh, unexpectedly to Tamil Nadu. I think it was a couple of years back, right? and the coach there uh, was Tawa Devi. She was the coach of the Manipur team, and the Manipur team also has the stars of the national team: Mandu Devi, Bala Devi, Kamala Devi, you know, uh, Prameshwari. So they, the 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 infighting really started from there. So the coach was really unhappy that they lost the match, 
Our team from Manipur also won the first uh, inaugural edition of the uh, you know Indian Women's League. And uh, last year, uh, this uh, you know uh, Tava was the coach of Kripsha FC also, where uh, Bala Devi, our you know, our uh, women's version of Sunil Chetri, for to you know to 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 make it easy for our listeners who may or may not follow women's football. She played for uh, you know her Manipur coach at at club level, and again they lost in the semi-final. Despite Bala ending up a top scorer with 12 goals, and again there was a lot of infighting there. So Bala was on loan from the Manipur police as she employed, and uh, then Chawa was hired as the assistant to Memo Rossi, who became the first female coach of the Indian women's team in its uh, near 41 years of 40 43 years of existence. So. What happened is that you know at, at national level they never got along. Uh, there was an accusation that you know Chawa preferred uh, you know people from her own club, Kripsa, over the other Manipuris. Uh, and uh, you know Bala obviously you know like you said she is the best player in the country by a by a country mile. Like you say for Chetri, and so when you look at her play, it's pretty obvious. When people watch her play, they they say that there's something very special about her, and and she she's also the the, the leading uh, scorer among all the active Indian internationals now with 36 goals. She's twice AFF Player of the Year. Uh, same for Kamla Devi, who was AFF Player of the Year 2017. So they are part of the seven women who boycotted the national camp. And uh, you know the the funny part is that the AFF thought they could hush this up, so they haven't responded to the boycott at seven days. They didn't do anything. They just sat sat on it. And uh, you know my question to the AFF and to every stakeholder today is that you know if if seven members of the you know men's national team had boycotted, would they still have done this? Would would they still have you know behaved in such a lackadaisical manner? So I know, you know, for a fact that there were mediators who were trying to pass things up, not from the ASF, but from the women's football community in general. They were trying to pass things up between the two coaches and the boycotters. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, even they couldn't do anything without you know the intervention of you know the, the general secretary and everybody else. And these seven women have actually written a letter to you know the general secretary, and the contents of the letter are pretty strong. They're very you know brazen allegations there. There was like you know uh, favoritism. There was like you know uh, the coach used expletives against the player. So you know, and the results of the pitch have shown it. They they struggled against uh, Myanmar and Nepal at home at the World Cup. They've uh, You no, know, they they've gone to the Turkish Women's Cup and they've lost to an unranked team in Uzbekistan. They also tried to portray it as a you know as a silver lining that they lost five one to Uzbekistan two years ago and one nil. So they're improving, right? But a loss is a loss. And Uzbekistan unranked, Kazakhstan also very lower ranked, and they they lost to them also. So it, you know, in, uh, with the second round of the Olympic qualifiers coming up, it's 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 not a good sign at all. And having frozen your best players out of the squad, and India are right to to shoot themselves in the foot now. Yeah, Vishnu, are you surprised at all about this? Yeah, well, not really, because uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Indian football. When when things are messed up, that's when you're least surprised. 
but yeah <laughs> well uh, again uh, uh, i think it's important because uh, uh, you know um, what manipur uh, their contributions to uh, women's football is uh, i think uh, unparalleled a couple of years um, uh, uh, i was uh, i think i was doing a feature on bandan devi at that time uh, uh, i was just looking up the, looking up the stats and i think at that time of the 22 players in the national squad uh, 15 of them were from manipur and uh, i think that was a uh, that that's uh, i think 0.2% of the number of women there are in this country contributing 70% of the women's national team that's quite remarkable so and again uh, i think women football is in india is something that has been uh, neglected for so long football in india has been neglected for a while but men's football at least they have uh, uh, things here and there uh, going on so i think it is unfortunate because uh, 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 you know they they have been uh, uh, running on on empty for so long and now uh, well they have even more fit to sort out so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can all we, hope, I guess. We can all hope. But uh, it's anyway, Orko has been following this for a long time. So, uh, people, should, if you have any more doubts on this, you can read the article that he wrote on Scroll. Uh, yeah. And just before we leave, uh, so predictions, people, who is going to win the league? Uh, Orko first? This guy's lose. Yes. Uh, and you, Vishnu? Yeah, and I'm throwing my finest jeans and I'm going to say Ismangal. What? You're going for Ismangal? Yeah, I'm throwing my finest jeans. And, oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, let's hope... Uh, If this backfires... So I'm, I'm going to predict Ismangal and yeah, well, I win either way. So. Uh, but anyway, thanks, uh, Orko. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Vishnu, again. Uh, and welcome back. Yeah. We hope to have more of you as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, listeners, please keep listening to us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are on Spotify also right now. And till next week, when we come with the winners, you all have fun and enjoy the game.